This podcast is meant for general health information and is not meant to override any medical advice. All questions will be screened and not contain any personal information. If you want a private consultation, contact us via positivechoice.org or you can contact your provider directly. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Positive Choice Wellness Podcast. I'm Annalise, an exercise physiologist and nutritionist. And I'm Melanie. I'm also an exercise physiologist and nutritionist. And today, we're going to talk about something that's special to my heart. It is. (laughs) Uh, Working with injuries. (gasps) You are the injury master. Well, not master of having them, but knowing about them. I mean, lately, I would say I'm also the master of having them. <laughs> well, we all suffer from injuries in some way, shape, or form in our lives. Yes. You've had some uh, some unlucky moments lately, but, you know, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that is, it's just part of being human. Unfortunately, yes. We, our bodies break. Mm-hmm. They tear. And we got to figure out how we're going to work with that. Yeah. Because I know, I think most people, when they get hurt, like, and it's time to stop. <laughs> yes. I, conventional wisdom is you get hurt, mm-hmm. rest. Yeah, exactly. Until it doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But turns out that's, that's old, old knowledge. It is contrary to what is actually going to help <laughs> you stop hurting. Yes. Which I think... W- to, to to start somewhere with this, I mean, the first thing that popped in my head was rice. <laughs> oh, right. The rest, ice, compression, elevation. That's like the first thing they teach you with like injury um, recovery. Like as soon as you get injured, that's the yep. first thing you should do. Rest it, ice it, compress it, elevate it. Or mm-hmm. at least that's what we thought. Yes. Which uh, most of those are only going to perpetuate the pain. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a like a band aid really. It doesn't actually solve any problems. It just covers it up a little bit. It makes it less painful for a little bit. Right. Which I think a lot of conventional wisdom around dealing with pain is about avoiding the symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. So take the anti-inflammatories, yep. put the ice on, elevate it, wrap it, wrap it, do everything to reduce the physical symptoms of the injury. Yeah. Which I guess in a sense, if you're like, well, doing all these things make it closer to normal. So it must be working. Yes. Wrong. (laughs) But here's the thing. The inflammation, the swelling, Mm -hmm. that is part of your healing process. Mm -hmm. So yes, if you are in immense amount of pain and you want to ice it or you want to take an anti-inflammatory, Feel free. Yeah. But know that everything you do to reduce the blood flow, to reduce the inflammation, is going to slow the healing process. So let's talk about the the act of injury. What happens? I think we should define the injury, like whatever it might be, like a sprain, a tear, or whatever. But what's happening internally when we get injured? Okay. So I like to, to put injuries in a couple of different categories okay there's soft tissue injury Mm -hmm. which is injury to our ligaments our muscles our skin Mm -hmm. and then there is the hard injuries like bone 
cartilage and they go into two different categories because if you have a hard injury Mm -hmm. so you have broken something you have a fracture you have worn down cartilage torn something like a meniscus yes that is uh in the category of exercise is not going to help that you don't run with a broken leg right (laughs) like that in the healing process exercise will help that but that is you need to go to the doctor you need x-rays you need a particular um protocol for that yes and today's discussion does not fall into those types of injuries yeah and that's also a little out of our scope anyways right yeah and i also i wanted to find that because i did recently have a discussion with a patient who was looking for like exercises they could do Mm mm-hmm but they had literally fractured their sacrum. Ooh. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> we are not we are not in the exercise realm. Mm-mm. You are in the get some movement in that doesn't cause pain, but you are in a healing mode right now. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to put that on the back burner. Which we'll insert here. Physical therapy is fantastic for that kind of stuff. Right. Yes. That's their cup of tea. Yes. <laughs> so when, when you have injuries like that, getting rest, following your doctor's orders, making sure that you're going to PT to move you into a functional uh, state, that is huge. Yes. And important. So we'll leave that over there. Yeah. It's right there. It's right there. We see it. Hi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the soft tissue injuries, Melanie? What What's going on there? Soft tissue injuries are are definitely different, um, but they're more manageable in terms of what you can do exercise-wise. Uh, but the thing is, it's usually, like, and I, I mostly, like, steal stuff from you. Uh, <laughs> like, going through your range of motion is crucial. Um, and weirdly enough, actually, before I got into this particular field, I was considering getting into physical therapy and I did take some courses around that. But a big thing with physical therapy is, you know, if you have scar tissue going through your range of motion with your, your whatever injury you have helps lay the scar tissue down in the same pattern of your muscle tissue. So it makes things less stiff over time. Oh, so because muscle fibers are sorry, muscle um, scar tissue fibers, when they lay down, they kind of like bundle up like a little wad of like like a cotton ball. Like they mm. don't really spread out. And so when you move around your range of motion constantly, it develops the fibers around that movement pattern. So you have more range of motion as a result long term. So that can same thing be applied to soft tissue injuries. Because an injury is an injury at the end of the day, there will probably be some level of scar tissue development depending on which kind of injury you get. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to prevent that from, you know, wadding up around the injury and restricting your movement. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a crucial thing to touch on because when we get injured, we typically stop moving. Yeah. And uh, then your range of motion becomes limited mm-hmm. over time. Yeah, and when we say range of motion, that is like how you literally move around your joint. Yeah, so like if you can raise your arm over your head, Mm -hmm. you have good range of motion for that particular movement. Yeah, because, you know, your shoulder and your hip are ball and socket, so those two, you know, limbs, your leg and your arm can move a lot of directions. Um, And if at any point you find you can't, uh, (laughs) that's usually like, oh, 
I have some limited range of motion. Yes. Which, by the way, like those two joints that you mentioned, because they are ball and socket and they move all different directions, Mm -hmm. they're also two of your most (laughs) problematic joints for injuries. Yeah, they they suffer injuries probably more frequently than other joints. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So... With, with those soft tissue, like range of motion is super important because like the, the concepts behind like hard injuries versus a soft tissue injury is very similar. They're not identical, but at least the range of motion aspect, very crucial. So mm-hmm. while we want to rest it, elevate it, compress it, ice it, leave it alone, just let it heal. The reality is the more you move it, one, you're developing the scar tissue in the right way. And two, it brings blood flow to the limb and the area, which is huge. Yes huge blood is like our healing elixir inside of our our bodies like we need it it's there for a reason we're not just walking around with blood like oops poke the balloon like that's not how that works (laughs) you know we need it for a lot of things and primarily for healing because we have a lot of cells that are involved in healing just swimming around in our bloodstream waiting for an injury Mm -hmm. we're kind of on guard and rest Mm -hmm. lack of movement reduces blood flow Mm -hmm. so Now you can start to see why when you get some of these soft tissue injuries, if your instinct is to stop moving, Mm -hmm. you are reducing blood flow. You are reducing the nutrients, the oxygen. Yeah. So if you get a really acute injury that's really painful, maybe take a day or two to relax, give it some time to kind of like calm down. Yeah. But then as soon as you can, Start getting in some kind of movement Mm -hmm. that is within the range of motion that it's not causing extra pain. Exactly. And like, because you touched on like the rest, don't do that. But then we have like ice compression elevation. So like icing similarly, same thing as rest. Think about it this way. Like if you've ever put ice on your skin at any point, usually you're pretty pallid sometimes, like really pale when you're done or you, you know, poke it and it's like white. Mm hmm. The blood doesn't like to sit in a cold spot. So it's like, ooh, let's get out of here. So it's it, it kind of, your body will divert the blood away from the cold area because it wants to keep your blood warm. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, unfortunately, when you're injured, when you have a lot of blood in the area, it swells and you get that throbbing sensation sometimes because, you know, it's pain. But that's where the healing is, right? As we just mentioned with your blood. Yes. But when you divert it away, the pain goes away. Mm. so that's part of the reason why a lot of people think ice is a solution because it hurts less and it's only because you're driving away the things that are causing the healing in the first place right so essentially you are reducing the healing properties Mm -hmm. and it is almost always like the temptation to throw an ice pack on an injury like that's what most people want to do like oh i'm injured throw an ice pack on it but the reality is no if if you could avoid it try not to like Mm -hmm. if the pain is that unbearable the rest ice compression elevation fine if it's that unbearable go for it but the reality is everything you do in that little acronym drives yourself into a longer healing process yes and Compression has the same idea behind it. Mm -hmm. So compression, the idea behind that is that it's going to uh, restrict the blood flow and restrict the fluid retention from the inflammation. And your movement, too. And and it restricts the movement. Now, let's go back to 
what we want to happen with an injury is mm-hmm. we want blood flow. We want the inflammation to take its course. Mm-hmm. And so with compression, you don't want it to be there all the time. Yeah. Now there is a school of thought around temporary compression and increasing blood flow. Um, and it's called flossing. So Ah, if you are, uh, if you, you know, are in like the chiropractic realm, the sports injury realm, you may have heard about this, but the idea is, is that you temporarily compress above or below Mm -hmm. where your injury is. And that restricts the blood flow. And then you do some muscle movements while you have restricted blood flow to encourage blood flow to that area. Like you're just teasing it essentially. You're like, think building up a dam. Ah, Okay. okay. Then when you remove the compression, it allows for an extra force of that blood flow that you encouraged there Mm -hmm. to flush through. And the idea is that it uh, kind of flushes in new nutrients Mm. and can like the pressure that's all I know about it. That's to the end of it. But <laughs> that's okay. We don't know. We don't know everything. <laughs> but that can work to help alleviate some pain. But the compression is temporary. Yeah. Designed to like build that dam and flush effect. Yeah, exactly. And like the other one on there too with compression is I, I always think to ankle sprains because like I think people walking around in a boot and things like that you know ways you can move around when you have an ankle sprain sometimes it might be severe but you have to have crutches because you can't walk on it mm-hmm. there is something to be said where the injury is that painful that you cannot put weight on it so occasionally compression can get you through the day if you have to do things on your feet because um, like there is an element of like you know when you're standing blood does pool in your ankles because you're standing Mm -hmm. and unfortunately that will increase pain Mm -hmm. so that's part of why they have those compression boots that like kind of stabilize the leg reduce the flow of blood so you can stand on it all day but know that when there is pain (laughs) it is technically healing not encouraging you to be uncomfortable constantly like that but it is something to keep in the back of your mind Right. And those are also for adding some stability. Yes. Right. So that you don't misstep and cause a bigger injury. Yeah. Which like there's some some asterisks here in what we're saying of like little things you might have to do a little differently pending said injury. But this grand scheme of things, you don't need to compress all the time. And and I think the biggest asterisk of this whole conversation is uh, none of this should override specific directions from your doctor exactly exactly like first and foremost talk to a doctor yeah right now the other one on there was elevation which pretty much everything we've talked about is the same theme (laughs) right diverting the blood flow yeah yeah because your body will pool blood in the parts of it that are lower than the heart right so they usually suggest if you're elevating your leg elevated above the heart so the blood will pool away from the foot Mm -hmm. or whatever or whatever injury you have, and therefore you have less pain as a result. But now we're finding, okay, but that's exactly the opposite of what we want, which is bringing the blood flow to that area. Which, every time I talk about this, I always like to to consider the fact that sometimes with those soft tissue injuries, there's also cartilaginous injuries, like, you know, um, tendons and things like that. Maybe you sprain a tendon or strain a tendon. Mm -hmm. And something to note that's important is, Tendons and ligaments are cartilaginous, which means they don't have a lot of blood flow. They don't have a lot of vascularization. They're very minimal. Muscles have tons. 
Cartilage doesn't really. So unfortunately, they take quite a bit longer to heal. And unfortunately, they don't have a lot of blood flow. So there's some activity you might need to be incorporating to facilitate that. Right. And so name of the game of like those kind of injuries becomes around building your strength and flexibility around the affected joints. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So exercise is what I'm hearing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Before we move on to that. So just to kind of tie it up, I think with the rice elevation is probably the least of it. Yeah. Like if you want to elevate it, I I think like, I'm like, go for it. Yeah. I mean, of all the things we mentioned, that's probably the least invasive one. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're not like forcing anything. Mm -hmm. You're not adding a temperature or, you know, a tightness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, obviously within whatever you need to do to feel comfortable, if you want to, um, like kind of one of the things I tell people a lot actually is like, you know, like it's the same thing like with taking painkillers, like this whole point of painkillers is reduce inflammation and what is inflammation, but swelling of the tissues with blood. Mm-hmm. So when you take painkillers, you're doing the exact opposite of that, which is like internally compressing or ricing essentially mm-hmm. you're driving away the blood. But what I like to tell people, cause like we obviously cannot tell people to take painkillers, but I say like, if, if you find that you're in such pain, you cannot sleep. Like yes. you can do whatever you need to, to sleep, honestly. Yes. I mean, absolutely. Like, yes, I have had, you know, moments in my life for, you know, various different pain things. If it goes over a certain threshold, the naproxen is coming out. (laughs) The, you know, aspirin is coming out. It's all coming out to like, yeah, (laughs) you know, a little cocktail. Like, all right. Right. But but knowing that, that it's, it's temporary. Yes. And knowing that, taking them regularly is not a part of a healing regimen. Exactly. So back to that exercise. <laughs> yes. So in the moments that you have a newer injury and we're in rest mode, yeah. okay? we have a new injury. We need time to heal. The best thing that you can do is move as much as possible within your range of motion Mm -hmm. that doesn't cause pain. Yes. Okay. Because what you want to do when you move things, like if you like do the ABCs with your toes Mm -hmm. or you flex your hands in and out, Mm -hmm. that signals your body to drive blood flow there. Mm -hmm. Blood carries the nutrients, blood carries the oxygen. You want that going to your injured part. Yes. Now, once you get off of that, and you start gaining more mobility, your pain starts going down and you can start like moving, moving again. Mm -hmm. Now we can start talking about, well, how do we exercise around that? Yes. Because yeah, the initial stages is a little bit of just like, you know, just get yourself back to like a baseline. (laughs) Yes. Or if you have a previous injury that you've just had forever Mm -hmm. and now you're like, well, how do I, what do I do? Exactly. So, then when we talk about like then getting the exercises in, I think there's a few exercises that are pretty valuable. Um, depends on the injury, of course, but in, in generalization terms, I would say what we're focusing on strength training and flexibility specifically. Yes. So those come into like 
what do we do now yes. to support this injury to kind of undo the scar tissue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or line it up properly. Yeah, line it up yeah. properly. So flexibility, like you always mention, like move your, your joint through that range of motion, which, it, you know, drives that blood flow, but also, as I mentioned with the scar tissue earlier. But another thing with flexibility, too, is when you're in pain, a lot of the other muscles that are protective will contract around the area to protect you. <laughs> Mm. Your body has a lot of um, protective mechanisms around injuries, and sometimes you might get muscle tightness around injured areas. Right, because pain causes you to tense up. Yeah. Causes yeah. your stress hormones to go crazy. And so flexibility is a kind of an important factor there because that's going to help elongate those muscles that are now contracting and driving everything tighter. To You know, the tighter things are, the less they're going to move. So if you can move through that and, and hold some stretches that don't cause a lot of pain or any pain at all, ideally... Um, then you can get yourself in a situation where the healing will go faster <laughs> and it's less painful. Mm-hmm. And even a tight muscle can add to your pain. Oh, yeah. So if you have a muscle that is tensed, overused, super tight, mm-hmm. not only can it itself, that tension, cause you extra pain, mm-hmm. but most likely it's pulling on whatever joint it's attached to. Yeah, exactly. So then, obviously, whatever stretches are, are it, it all, I guess it all really depends on the injury you have, but whatever stretches you feel comfortable doing, right? Yeah. Here, here's what I love about taking time to stretch mm-hmm. is that you live in your body. So all the information that you need mm-hmm. is there. True. It's there. And... It's always a good idea if you're totally lost to work with a professional trainer. But one thing that you can do is pick pick a stretching video online, mm-hmm. like something that's like full body. Um, you can look on our YouTube. Um, we have tons of quick stretching videos. Yeah. And while you're going through those different movements, pay attention. What's tight? Yeah. What movements are easy? And where are you hitting movements that you are having trouble doing? Positions you're having trouble getting in. And that is huge sign mm-hmm. that that's where you need to work. Yes. Which flexibility is fantastic at injury prevention. Right. <laughs> so this does tie into our topic. Um, whether you're injured or not, it is a very beneficial tool. But the other thing to mention about it, too, is like, one of the things you hear sometimes is like, work through the pain. Absolutely not. No, no, no. That is your body's way of saying, stop. <laughs> like, don't do that. So everything we're telling you also is under that impression that you're not pushing through pain at all. Like it, it might be uncomfortable, but like not painful. Like you mm-hmm. shouldn't feel pain. So pain is a very good indicator of, oh, let's do something different. Yes. So that that's an excellent point, Melanie. So paying attention to if you're doing a stretch and the movement causes pain in your knee, mm-hmm. like in the knee joints, we don't do that. I mean, you do anything and it causes pain, don't do it. <laughs> right. I, I will never forget. I was teaching a little exercise thingy in one of our classes. It was, I was like one of those like people comes in like or their week five visit. I'm like, let's do exercise. And I was like, let's do squats. And I was like, and if you feel pain, don't do it. And we're doing squats. And this woman is squatting by sticking her knees out. 
I don't even know how far out in front of her toes. She was like sinking down, but not sticking her butt down. Mm-hmm. And she's like, my knees hurt. And I was like, I said, <laughs> I didn't say that, but I was like, well, no, don't do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just, but just like, if it hurts, just don't do it. Don't, you don't need someone to say, oh, don't do that. I'm giving you permission to stop right now. If it hurts, <laughs> take my advice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Tightness. Good. A little uncomfortable. Good. Good. Pain. Bad. Bad. Very bad. I like that. Always good indicators. Don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) But the strengthening otherwise, though, very, very important to do. Uh, Around the flexibility aspect, of course, having that that elongated muscles, but strengthening around the muscle joints that you, or around the joints you have too, especially because that's typically where we get injuries around joints. Mm -hmm. Usually, typically shoulders, hips, knees too. Um, so if you have an injury like our ankles too, and if you have an injury around a joint, strengthening the muscles around it can be a very easy way to prevent further injury in the future because you have stronger joints that can protect you. And what we don't realize is it's not just the muscles that are strengthening. It's also the tendons and ligaments too. Yes. It's a whole package deal. Everything gets strengthened. So it'll protect you further. And then, you know, while you're healing, you want some level of, of protection around that joint too, as long as it's not causing pain. Yes, because so many injuries happen because you don't have the flexibility mm-hmm. to uh, protect or to go with the flow if you have an odd movement, mm-hmm. right? So you don't have the range of motion and you don't have the strength to stabilize that joint to support the movement. And those two things are when you get injured, when you step off a curb, when you like reach overhead and you get a sudden injury, that is all because over time you have this imbalance of some things are too tight and some things are not strong enough. Exactly. And it just happens in general anyways. And you might, we're human. Yeah, we're human. And there's the whole phrase, if you don't use it, you lose it. And so if you don't, continue going through your range of motion and practicing flexibility, you will lose flexibility. If you don't go and continue to do strength training to build up your strength and muscle, you know, abilities, you will lose your abilities. Mm -hmm. So, and we like to think we're, you know, immune to that. We like to believe, oh, well, I can do it now. So I don't have to worry. And so you just don't because you're like, well, you're like, I'm in my thirties. I don't need to worry about stretching. I'm young. (laughs) And then 40 years down the road, you're like, I can't put my arms over my head. (laughs) Well, did you do that in the last 40 years? No. So maybe that's part of the problem. In inability to to do the movement as a result of lack of doing it for years and years and years and years. So there's no age that you'll never be able to do it again, by the way. This any age. Just start now. Uh, <laughs> and you only have the age that you're at now. Exactly. There, there's no going back. Exactly. And anyone can be super flexible. Like I know so many people who, you know, like look at a yoga class and go like, oh, I can't do any of those things. Maybe not now. Doesn't matter. You could do it eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are super adaptable. Mm-hmm. And so as far as like injuries are concerned, Big takeaway, I would say, is just really find what you can do and feel comfortable with, but really make a point to try to strengthen and go through that range of motion to improve your blood flow to those areas just to facilitate a faster healing process. Yes. And here's the really cool thing, too, is that increasing your movement increases blood flow everywhere. Ah. So 
if you have, let's say, a really bad lower body injury, mm-hmm. but you commit to doing upper body cardio, upper body strengthening. Which exists. Yes. That will increase blood flow to your lower extremity as well, and vice versa. Yeah. So the key is don't stop moving. Yeah. I know so many people like, oh, I sprained my ankle. I can't walk now, so I can't exercise. It's like, oh, but you can. Yeah. There's lots of things we can do that are in a chair. Uh, I like to teach chair classes, so I know about those. But cardio doesn't have to be oriented around like walking or running or hiking or cycling or things like that. Like cardio could be like a rowing machine at the gym. It could be uh, moving your arms in circles. Yeah. I mean, you could in theory, especially if you're careful about whatever, if you have sprained ankle, for example, if you're careful not to put too much pressure on the ankle, you could do like marches in a chair and really build up your cardio, just like moving like you're walking, but sitting. Mm-hmm. People don't realize how intense chair exercises actually can get. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm sitting. Eh. Okay. Do one then. Let's see what happens after 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it, it all counts. Yeah. And if it's too easy, then, oh, well, you'll end up feeling like, oh, there's nothing. Yeah, Might but, as hey, well do it. But facilitated blood flow, and that's the takeaway there. That's, that's a good right. thing, which we want. That's right. And if you guys are listening to this, being like, where do I find this stuff? We have got you covered. So on our, Of course we do. On our YouTube Um, channel, which is Positive Choice Integrative Wellness Center. We have all kinds of stuff. So we have short, quick, seated Mm -hmm. exercise, but we also have injury specific playlists. So the first thing that I like to do on our channel is go to the playlists and you'll see there is healthy back, there's healthy shoulders and neck, there's healthy knees and hips, and we have all kinds of stuff directed specifically towards those, but we also have seated yoga. Aren't you like the teacher of like the healthy shoulders and back and, and yes. hips? Yeah, okay. Those were those <laughs> like, were my didn't like you film those. <laughs> those were my dream to do those. Uh, for a long time and the pandemic gave us the opportunity to do that Um, because you know as you know working one-on-one with people there are typical things that people come in and do and want Mm -hmm. and it's shoulder injuries back injuries knee injuries yes and there are a few things that I have all of my clients do who come in presenting with certain things and so i always wanted to just put together some videos that are like hey you have back problems here's the key things you need to work on and that you need to build up on which is so valuable yeah because you don't find videos like that very often online usually it's like how to how to get stronger but like not how to move around a specific area that might be injured or how to you know strengthen an area that might be injured yeah those are very specific i love that Yes. So those are all on our YouTube. And then, of course, we have so many qualified people. So if you have something specific, if you don't know where to start, invest in yourself. I mean, getting a trainer is not it doesn't have to be a lifelong thing. It doesn't have to be about it could it could be about maintaining a consistent workout, but it could be also a one or two or three time meet that you are developing something that is about working with your body. Mm-hmm. And 
if that gets you back to moving and gets you back to having an understanding, that's huge. Yeah. Don't, don't negate the value of a trainer. Sometimes you have to invest a little money into the things you need to get done in your life. And that might be how to work out properly. Right. And we're too close to ourselves. When I get injured, sometimes I need like someone outside of me to be like, you need to be doing X, Y, Z. And here's where you're weak. And here's where you need to work on. Yeah. It's a little easier sometimes when you have someone externally looking at you and going, ah, okay, here's what's up. Yep. And, you know, be nice to yourself and don't feel like you have to do all the exercise that you need to do, especially if you're injured and just push through it. You know, sometimes it's a sign that maybe it's time to try something different for a little bit. Get yourself back up on your feet. Yeah. And chilling out, letting your body heal, being gentle with yourself is a good thing. Mm -hmm. It's we are not meant to be at our peak performance year round. No, (laughs) I would love to be, but no. Right. Who wouldn't want to be great at everything all the time physically? Awesome. Always, (laughs) always. But we're human. You will get injured. Dial it back. Keep the movement going and you know, pay attention to your body. Exactly. But with the, that being said, it's about that time. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Remember to like, subscribe, put your comments and questions below. And until next time, everybody. Bye.